0: Ninety-seven-one FM Talk. On Demand Audio.
1: So you'll notice throughout the week when I'm promoting the Fish Fry Friday, we're going to do a series of these. I don't have the final lineup yet. The first one will be at St. Stephen's on Friday. You'll notice that I won't say that second word. What's the second word? Proto-martyr. Yeah, I can't say that word. Because <laughs> I, I, I always say it wrong. <laughs> so you, you will not find a pattern of the... Uh, well, The parishes in time. Just pause and I'll say that. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be fun. And I, I, I really can't wait. And there's a lot of excitement. We encourage people to come out and see. We'll be there for three hours live on Friday, including a Price is Wrong with George Gray live in the five o'clock hour. A uh, lot still to come. We have Sue's News in the next hour. Also, Frank Cusimano, John Davis, former federal prosecutor. We'll get back into the Kim Gardner situation and the, uh, the Murdoch trial. One thing I, you know, I was asking myself. Uh, live on the air, hey, what's happening with that today? And I did forget, pointed out by radio veteran Brad H- Brad Hillebrand, that they're taking a, a field trip today. I think the jury's going to the site oh, that's interesting. of the murder. Right, that does Ooh. happen from time to time. Selena Zito is back with us this afternoon, columnist for the New York Post and the Washington Examiner. You can find her on Substack as well. She's done outstanding reporting on a variety of things recently, including East Palestine, which is, I think, where we're going to start. Selena, how are you? Welcome back.
2: Oh, I mean, you are talking about my favorite subject, fish fry.
1: Oh, we love them here.
2: Um, So it's like my second favorite time of the year next to Thanksgiving, Christmas season. I did a story about fish fries last year. And the only two places in this country that do not do fish fries are New York City and Washington, D.C.
1: What? Of course. Why? Why?
2: I don't know. Their parishes, I mean, a a lot of these are faith-based, so they're done at at parishes, but are also done at, you know, volunteer fire departments and, 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 and then restaurants, right? That's sort of the order of the way that goes, but not in D.C. and New York.
1: Interesting. Well, we we love them around here. You're invited to any of our Friday Fish Fries. We'll put you on for the entire show. Come on in. You travel all the time. In fact, let's kind of segue here. You went to East Palestine. What the hell is going on? You know, the one thing from um, this perspective in the middle of the country, St. Louis, not, not as far away from East Palestine as some places, but it was rather curious in those first couple of weeks of February that this thing was not getting a lot of attention. There were some pictures that were out on Twitter that looked very harrowing and then a lot of attention built after that and some pressure on Mayor Pete, but you went to East Palestine recently, didn't you?
2: Well, I mean, I've, I've been there actually for weeks. Um, uh, East Palestine is um, not even an hour from my house. Uh, and it's it's where my uh, great-grandparents are from and where my mother spent her summers as a girl. Oh, I didn't know that. A sweet little town looks like something right out of a Hallmark movie. Uh, never one of those Rust Belt towns that sort of failed to decay Because of its proximity to the city of Pittsburgh and the airport, um, Pittsburgh's airport, there were a lot of people liked the rural life there. And they stayed there, the quiet street, you know, tree-lined streets, the the quaint houses. Um, So they would live there, um, but they would, you know, commute. Um, There's also a lot of small businesses there. Um, So it has always been a very, you know, sweet sort of idyllic life in East Palestine. Um, and, you know, I've been there since the beginning, and it has been absolutely devastating. In the beginning, there was very little coverage, as to your point. Um, I don't know what triggered people starting paying attention, but I'm so glad that they did. You know, these people's lives are changed forever. This is an enormous loss. They have lost fortune, and I don't mean that they have, the you know, overtly wealthy. I mean, but they're not going to be able to sell their homes. Nobody's going to buy a house in East Palestine. Not for a while. No, um, and they're not going to be able to. Um, their health is at risk. I mean, I have had a headache for weeks just being there. You
1: really have. Well, I was going to ask you you know, how you were after being there. By the way, in in a situation like this, not that this still isn't important, but when we talk about hurricanes and some of the other natural disasters, sometimes they only affect um, a small portion of the area and all the rest of it's fine. But in East Palestine, it's so small, I'm guessing you're talking about the entire area, right? The entire town of
2: 4,700, but we're also... I think this is not being discussed about. That's on the state line. There are are little towns and and townships uh, right across the state line in, in Pennsylvania. Darlington comes to mind. Negley um, in Beaver County, where they, these um, uh, these are downstream of of Sulfur Run of of uh, the, the the creek. That uh, that that the water that the the um, derailment spilled into. I mean, I was walking through there. The uh, I don't even know what day it is anymore. What day is it? Monday.
1: It is. Good question. I was though. walking
2: through there on Saturday with waders and a gas mask on. I mean, the, that creek is just just filled with 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 chemicals.
1: Let me juxtapose a couple of uh, statements from the federal government for you and see what your reaction is. Here's the first one. It's not a lab leak. You're crazy if you think it is. Here's the next one. The water's fine. Your headaches are your imagination. Essentially, that's what we're hearing.
2: Right. This is no different than how the federal government has handled, um, think about 9 11, okay? Think about all the uh, first responders, the firefighters, the emergency responders, the police officers who were in cleaning out that building, who were trying to rescue people. How many of them have died from cancer since then? And the government told them that it was fine. Think about all the people in Flint, Michigan, where the government told them their water is fine. It's completely safe, safe to drink. This is, you know, uh, the, the trust in, in, in government, and, and, and it's going to be months before we really understand, possibly years before we really understand the environmental and health risk posed by um, um, vinyl chloride, which is, which is a known carcinogen. Um, uh, the impact it is going to have in the water, in the soil, um, in, 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 the, um, in, in the very air that they breathe.
1: So what's the deal with, with FEMA and them? What, is there something I'm missing? Because obviously these big bureaucracies are set up for very particular reasons, but is there some sort of interpretation that FEMA doesn't have any authority here?
2: Um, uh, I think originally Biden did not send FEMA. He sent the EPA. Um, eventually he did send FEMA. I think that um, the EPA has been... Johnny on the spot, they've been there. Uh, un- unfortunately, I think one of the most sort of tragic things to come out of this is President Biden's decision to not go to East Palestine. And it is coming across as a political decision, even if it's not meant that way, um, because, you know, it's it, you know, it, it, it just totally befuddles me. Because Joe Biden's greatest gift is his empathy, right? Uh, we have seen him in different situations where he can be very empathetic um, in his years as a U.S. senator uh, and even as vice president. And that he and, and and Donald Trump, who did go there, you know, is not known for being empathetic. He is known though for showing up, and it, it it's just astounding to me that 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 president biden has made this decision and then he makes this flip remark saying uh you know no i'm not going um i did uh a zoom he was, you know a zoom call then he refers to aretha franklin's song who's zooming who and and just
1: oh gosh i missed that Oh one. my man
2: oh no no no! it should be it should be up shortly um uh, if people go to selenazio.com they can see it But even then, I called around to all the state and local officials, including the mayor of East Palestine. He's like, I didn't do a Zoom call with Biden. Uh, The White House has not answered me yet as to who was on the Zoom call. But state and local officials have told me they weren't.
1: That's interesting. Now, in the piece, you refer to that mayor and something he sent on, on Fox because you draw this parallel between the president releasing a fact sheet about the accident and, you know, tweeting about it, not really addressing it head on. And then he's in Kiev uh, last week on this day. Now, I, I think that there are some people even on the conservative Republican side say, well, look, we can do both at the same time. But the problem is we're not really doing both at the same time. And I think that there are legitimate questions to be asked. This is where government has a role. I don't know if you'd find a lot of opposition from people in this country. If you say we're going to spend billions of dollars to help these people in this particular community because it's a terrible disaster and some of them might die and now they don't have homes, right? As opposed to sending billions and billions to Ukraine over and over and over with a very questionable ROI.
2: I think that people in East Palestine just want someone to show up and say they, they care and we have your back. They just want that. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Uh, it's not even... It, it will eventually be about the money, but right now because he's not showing up it it he is causing this to become political
1: mayor pete was there come on mayor pete was there selena
2: you know and and that in itself was first of all three weeks too late and second of all you know he turned it into politics the minute he started answering questions these people don't want to talk about politics they could care less this is not political to them. No, it shouldn't be. But unfortunately, for the Biden has turned it into to politics. At this point, these, the people that live in East Palestine are saying, well, I guess they really meant it when they called us bitter Bible cleaners. I guess they really meant it when they called us deplorables. I guess they really meant it when Biden called us a threat to democracy.
1: Let me um, let me turn to politics just a little bit because you mentioned President Trump was there. Were you there when he was in town in East Palestine? And any reaction no, to that? We were
2: there where he was. Okay.
1: Uh, how did that go? In your opinion?
2: I mean, it went it went fine. He walked around. He did an assessment. He walked around with local leaders, um, handled out bottled water. Um, you know, and, and um you know, I mean, he. he Obviously, he has no authority there. Um, however, showing up is, is what people want right now.
1: Right. There's no people doubt about want that. want
2: you to see how bad it is. This is like, this is like losing a family member. You, it, it's really hard to describe unless you're there. But these people's lives are never the same. They are never the same. Everything that was important to them is gone. Even the local schools that they play, the kids play basketball against and soccer against, won't come to their and won't play against their kids.
1: That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's see, those sense. are things you don't even think about, right? Yeah. That, they aren't that's, that they is stunning.
2: They don't want to buy their milk from their dairy. Right. From, and this is dairy country. They don't want to buy the meat from their cattle. Okay. They don't want to buy their plants.
1: Yeah, and feel. Uh, and this is there. this is why I understand what you're saying. Where they just feel like they're hung out here, and nobody cares yeah, about them. Yeah, right? that's
2: it. Yeah, that that is absolutely. It's heartbreaking. Like it's so heartbreaking. And I'm not going to let go of this story. I am staying there.
1: Well, good for you. I do have to drag you back into politics here just briefly because I know you were in Florida as well. And let me know what you were doing. Were you focusing on DeSantis down there? Or what were you doing down in Florida?
2: I had the first interview with um, Governor DeSantis. Uh, It was over an hour and 40 minutes long. I broke it up into three stories because I think it was, um, I think it would have gotten lost um, in in just one story. Uh, Y'all can go to Selena and check them out. Uh, But I spent, um, I spent a lot of time with him. We walked around his hometown uh, and uh, met with, with his, you know, not with his family, but just went to the places where, where he's from and what formed him.
1: And, uh, impressions. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you asked him directly because it appears as if he's going to run for the White House, but right now he's just sort of paying attention to his job in Florida and some of these other issues nationally and not taking the bait from Trump, Selena. Is that accurate, you think?
2: <laughs> that is absolutely true. He is not, he he. is probably the most insulting thing to do to Donald Trump is just not rise to the bait. Uh, and he's not doing that. He's focused on his um on his job on his legislative session i think he wants to be able to get a lot of things done to show his his chops as someone who is a good chief executive and someone who can govern while being a conservative and um and i don't think you will see an announcement from him if he announces until june
1: Did you talk, did you have any opportunity when you were down there? Because I know you go out and you talk to real people, which is one of the things I love about you. But when I talk to people who we have a pretty big Florida contingency in the St. Louis area who owns, you know, own homes and condos down there. And even some of the, uh, the Democrats that I know are pretty complimentary of the job that DeSantis has done in Florida as governor.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't win by 20 percentage points by not getting a healthy dose of Democrat support uh and And you know you you just find across the board that voters are happy and pleased with the job he's done and um and they may not love everything that he does, but for the most part believe that he is doing the best for their state and and that right now i mean that ultimately is the most important thing when you are governing a state as big as Florida the kind of state that has natural disasters like a hurricane. I mean, when in our lifetime has there been a catastrophic hurricane? And we didn't talk about it four days after it happened.
1: Never. Absolutely right. never. You know, you asked so, what turned the table. One of the things that I saw what might have turned the table in that is when when that big, that picture of that big you know cloud of smoke went up there and started to get retweeted over and over again that seemed to really change the uh, the direction of the coverage
2: oh in east palestine you mean yeah yeah. Yeah. I was talking about Florida. No,
1: no, I know. I guess I was going back to that just because w- in Florida, we have all this buildup and then you got the cameras on site and everything in East Palestine. It happened. And then you didn't have enough immediate pictures. And then once you got that, well, I don't know what they did to you know do some of the burn off, um, which is what DeWine talked about, then that big plume of smoke gets out there. And that's when people start paying attention. So I apologize. I was kind of circling circling back to that. What is your opinion of everyone else getting in this race? There's new polling that shows that Trump still has a bit of a lead over DeSantis and the rest of the field. you got Nikki Haley getting in, uh, Vivek, uh, a bunch of others. It seems like this is going to be a repeat of what happened in 2016 with a huge field.
2: I don't think the field's going to get that huge. I think you're going to see maybe two or three more people, and I don't think it's going to exceed six, um, maybe seven. But nothing bigger than that. And that's much better than 17.
1: Absolutely. Selena Zito, you can find all that work. I have to go pick through those pieces. I did not realize you wrote several pieces on DeSantis. That's the host's fault, Selena. So I apologize Uh, for that.
2: Yeah, and I interviewed Mick Haley in South Carolina and Vivek uh, in Columbus, Ohio.
1: We're going to check it out. SelenaZito.com. You have a great week. Thank you.
2: Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Get more at 971talk.com.